Welcome to She Will Not Fall, a podcast and community dedicated to women who are daring to reimagine and redefine their faith, their gift, and their call, and how they present them to the world. I'm your host, Marielle, and as always, it is a pleasure to be in this sacred space with you. We only have two more episodes left in this season, and we have had such an incredible season already as we have unpacked liberation with all of my guests. Uh, And today we have another special guest. But before I dive into who our guest is today, I want to remind you about a couple of things. Number one, I would love for you to join us over on Instagram. You can follow us at She Will Not Fall Collective. Again, She Will Not Fall Collective. If you'd like to support the podcast and support some work that I'm doing, feel free to join the Patreon community at patreon.com backslash I am And for those who've asked about giving a one-time donation, check the show notes for how you do that. Today, I am so excited for my special guest, Pastor Jenny Sung. I discovered Pastor Jenny on TikTok and loved her content, loved her spirit, and knew I wanted to have her on this season. So let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Jenny. She is an ordained free-range pastor with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. She has been preaching, writing, and curating spaces worldwide for healing through brave love and community art. She received her Master's of Divinity through Luther Seminary and is the founder and co-director of One Dance Company. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Pastor Jenny. And the cool thing was Pastor Jenny did this interview while she was in the Holy Land. So the time uh, difference was insane when we recorded this, but she was so gracious um, and did the interview and was just really um, amazing. So I know that you're going to enjoy the conversation. So I'm not going to hold it up any longer. Sit back, relax, and let's hear this week why Pastor Jenny will not fall. All right, welcome to another episode of She Will Not Fall. And of course, for season two, we are talking liberation. And I'm really excited for my guest today, Pastor Jenny. Um, I discovered her on TikTok and really loved her videos, her fashion. She's so fly. Um, And so I just really wanted to invite her onto the podcast to talk um, about liberation this season. So welcome to the podcast, Pastor Jenny. Oh, thank you so much. It is such a joy to be here with you. Oh, the world of TikTok, it connects us. I know. It really does. I have found some of the most amazing people on TikTok. So um, that have been really helpful with deconstruction and decolonizing for me. So it's yeah. been really, really amazing. So for us to kind of get to have a little peek into your personality, yeah. um, we're going to start with this opening question. And as I've said to each guest, I know it's hard, but <laughs> I think it does give us some insight to who you are and, you know, just your personality. So if you had to describe yourself as a song title or a book title, what would it be and why? Yeah, so I just decided to go with this one because it's been in my head for the last couple of days. And so I'm just going to I'm just going to share with you that song. Um, it's won't back down. It's originally Tom Petty. However, it is redone by 
Dawn Lands, and she does kind of like a very uh, broken down acoustic version of it, but it doesn't feel like weepy or it just feels very sure. Mm -hmm. And I just love the idea of like, you can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I'm not backing down. I love it. I'm just like, one of my favorite hymns. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I love that because I think that just speaks to resilience and strength, right? Like that's, that's amazing. I like that. Um, So of course this season we're talking about liberation and we know that there are communal definitions, right? For liberation for different groups of folks, right? So everybody can have a different um, definition of what, you know, liberation means for them. But I always like to start with the person. So what does liberation mean to you personally? Like, how do you define it? What do you need in order to feel liberated in a space? Yeah, I think liberation has a sense of like being known, being seen. And um, Joe Davis was like, we all know the golden rule, but have you heard the platinum rule? The platinum rule is treat people the way that they want to be treated. Um, And I just think how that can connect to liberation because it forces you to like pause and notice them, see them. Um, And I think that's how liberation is too. It's like, it's going to look a little different for all of us, but like, ask us and talk to us about what it looks like, you know, like conversations like this, because liberation does look different. And for me, it it is this ability in my own body, in my own spirit, in my own environment to be fully myself unapologetically. And that means I'm going to like mess up sometimes. That means I'm going to get it wrong. That means I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry. Um, But being able to, to decide like what my brave voice looks like, um, is like the first step of liberation. Right. And it takes a lot to get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I like that. I like the platinum rule. I have never heard that, but that just blessed me so so much. I swear (laughs) a big piece of liberation is listening to folks. (laughs) Like It's just, it sounds simple, but that is so true. And I think most folks don't listen actively listen yes most people listen to respond defend all of those things but to actively listen to people telling you this is what I need or you know these are my boundaries or whatever it is yeah Yeah. that's really good I love that yeah yeah it keeps blessing me too and I just (laughs) I feel like that's the kind of thing I just love how you put that like when you're listening to someone like you're hearing them And I just think of a lot of the different conversations I have with people who feel really bound up. And a lot of times it's like, I hear you, but like, that can't be true. Or Mm -hmm. like, I hear the words that you're saying, but like my feelings don't feel that way. So, or I don't know how to feel that way, or I've never felt that way. Therefore I can't go with you on that. Or I can't even validate your experience or Mm -hmm. how you show up as a human in that. And so it's been really interesting to be like, okay, if this is what I want to see more of in the world, I have to do this. And it catches me up, you know, where I'm like, Ooh, song. Yes. Step back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I think for me, I definitely am challenged um, with being more of an active listener. Um, 
I feel like I do listen to people and I really want to hear where they're coming from and treat them the way that they're telling me they want to be treated. But then I think there are times where your privilege gets in the way and, you know, and so you're like, yeah, I hear that. But (laughs) and it's like, well, no. (laughs) So I think that is something that we all can work on is that active listening piece. And on the flip side of that coin, being able to speak up for what we need right? Like for liberation and for others to treat us the way we are desiring to be treated and want to be, want to be treated. So I love that. Um, Tell us a little bit about the work that you do and how um, liberation shows up in that. Um, One thing that I will say, like on TikTok, there is this beautiful rebelliousness that you have um, with your fashion sense, because people are like, oh, a pastor can't dress like that. A woman can't be a pastor, right? And oh. so you have embraced that and like revved against it. Um, and to me, in the most glorious way. So just kind of talk to us about the work that you're doing and how liberation shows up in that space. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, um, well, first of all, I worked at a large congregation and I love, I mean, I love them. I'll always love them. Uh, they're actually the the ones that taught me how to find my brave voice and what hills I was willing to die on. And I mean, that's just amazing work. And I think that that also taught me um, where I didn't feel liberated or where I didn't feel like I was able to liberate others in the call that I felt like God gave me. And so um, some of the hills that I learned to die on were so near and dear to me that it made me it made me more rebellious or more apt to speak out about it because it's like, it feels like we're not tending to this or I feel like we're all tending to different places in the vineyard. And that place in the vineyard has lots of people tending to it that like you get to have that opinion and you get to be comfortable in it. And, but then there's this other side of the vineyard that's like, Hey, we exist too we matter. We, we, we want liberation too. Um, our comfort is not less valuable or important. In fact, we've just gotten so used to being uncomfortable um, that people just gone and left the vineyard. <laughs> but, you know, and so I feel like my, my call in the vineyard is to be with the people that are like, hey, what about me? And, and for me to be like, tell me about you, because I believe there is this God that is absolutely behind you, in love with you, excited about you. And the more people that we can, the more people that we can listen to and like be in community, like actual real beloved community with, um, we get to see people come alive. And when people come alive, I mean, it it, it is scripture, Um, you know, God, the full glory of God is human fully alive. And I believe that, like, I mean, that's one of the hills I will die on. And so for me, when I lived in New York, um, I loved, I could wear anything I wanted and it didn't matter. Like everybody's just doing their thing, mind their business, just wearing what they love or what they feel like wearing. And then I, when I moved back to the Midwest, it was like, oh, she just wants attention or she just, you know, and it's like, no, I just really like bright things. I like pretty things. I like fabric and texture and and I, I, it took me a while, but I finally was like, I need to wear and be exactly how God made me um, so that other people can be free 
as well. And I know it sounds something silly as clothes, but women are defined by their clothes all the time. And I just feel like, you know what, I'm going to push back on that real hard because we're more than just what we wear, but that is a part of like our creativity, our, our ways that we create and we um, embody this amazing Holy Spirit that isn't just beige, you know, is vibrant. Yeah, I so you said so many good things there, but I I definitely agree with that. I think as women, our bodies are policed a lot more. And so there is such a... Um, there's such an oppression <laughs> that comes with that. And though we're being our whole authentic selves and expressing our personalities through our clothes and how we see things or how we wear makeup or how we wear our hair or yes. the nail color that we pick, whatever it is. And it feels like there's always something or someone or some system or some institution that is like, that's too much. You're doing too much. You yeah. need to sit down. You need to be quiet. And yeah. I love that you are like, no, I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to live freely and wholly because this is an example to other folks that you can be free and you can be live in your whole authentic being. And so and we need that. We need yes. you to be that way. Right. Yes. Like, Oh my gosh. I think the scripture that's just been slaying me lately. Oh my gosh. I'm so old. I just use a said slay. But anyways, the, the scripture that's just captured me lately is about David dancing in the streets naked. <laughs> and I just think it just takes one person to be free. Mm. Like it just takes one person. And I think that's, I love it. Cause I don't feel alone in that. I think there's lots of people saying, like really be you like that. That is the gift. That is the wonder. That is the beauty. Um, and what I get a lot is like, I didn't know I had permission to do that or be that. I didn't know, you know, or I thought, oh, I'll get in trouble or, oh, this will put a negative thing on my head. And I'm like, we're always going to have that. Like that's, there's always going to be a reason why we're not right or we're not good or we don't fit the mold. And if we embrace that, like that is liberation. It's like, yes. I never fit that mold. I was never supposed to be in that, you know, square hole. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And I feel like that is um, the key reason why I <laughs> push as hard as I do against assimilation, because I think it strips people of being who God really created them to be. And there's such beauty and diversity in our gifts um, in our life experiences uh, and just in who we are that people can miss out on when we're all trying to make these little cookie cutter people. Like everybody looks exactly the same, dresses the same, talks the same, walks the same. Like, it's like, no, God made diversity in so many different ways. Like, can we just embrace that? Because that is a key part of liberation to me is I think we miss um, the beauty of liberation when we're all trying to be exactly the same. And that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but you said something earlier that I kind of want to go back to. So <clears throat> you mentioned kind of the vineyard and there is a section of the vineyard that's like, hey, <laughs> we exist over here. And I yeah. really started thinking about marginalized folks yeah. and the ways in which <clears throat> marginalized folks are Push to the margins. But I think there is a liberation in 
especially theologically pushing marginalized folks to the center. Um, Mm. And just kind of wanted to get your thoughts around that. Um, Maybe some ways that you're trying to push marginalized folks to the center um, and just kind of get your thoughts around that. Absolutely. So I, um, it's funny because this is something I'm very passionate about in the way that um, I'm, I'm writing a book right now. It's called Thrown Away. And it's a little bit about my story because I was an orphan. And so I was abandoned and, you know, went into foster care and orphanages and then adopted out eventually to America. And so I just always had this narrative of being like abandoned, forgotten, left behind. And it was, it was, I mean, the reason why I love God so much is because I felt like God was like, oh no, baby, your, your story is about deliverance. Like I delivered you from those places that were not good for you. And I continued to deliver you and I'm going to keep on delivering you. And so I just, I feel like for me, that whole story is what is, what is and how God calls God always calls the people you least expect. And I think right now the movement that's happening in the church and with the church is that God is calling the people that have been marginalized and pushed out to be the leaders of this next reformation. And like, I don't think we need to push anybody. I think we actually just need to get out of the way. And Mm. so that's, that's more of the work that I'm doing is like, I don't know the answers, but I like this person's really amazing and I'm learning so much from them or this organization that might not even be Christian, but wow, how they like love and support and give. And like, I have so much to learn from them. And even like the church that's happening on TikTok, you know, it's like, to me, God is already calling the ones you least expect, empowering them to lead. Okay. I'm going to say one more thing before I like, but I think about how marginalized folks have been used to trauma. We've lived it. We've learned, we've endured it. We've had to learn that it's not the the hate that keeps you fueled. It's the compassion, the rest, the laugh, the joy that, that keeps you motivated and doing the right thing. And, and, and when the pandemic happened, I think there was a lot of people for the first time that was like, how do you deal with trauma? How do you deal with things just continually happening to you? And, 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 it was the marginalized people that stepped up and they're like, oh, baby, let me show you. Like, I think of the nap ministry. I think of black liturgists, like, um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, I follow her on Patreon. Um, but yeah, black liturgies. Like, I just, these are the voices that God has called and we just have to move out of the way. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, because... I think sometimes we think helping other folks get liberated is doing something, but sometimes it's us moving out of the way. Yes. I think it's usually that in the way that um, we're so good at morphing things into being about us uh, that even when we're like, I want to liberate people or I want to push the people that are on the margins into the center, it still centers us. (laughs) <laughs> and like what we're doing um, as like, and we all have intersections of holding power. Um, but I just feel like the more we can get out of our heads about it's up to us to save them um, and be more like, let's get out of the way because we need to learn from them. <laughs> we have so much learning to do. It's just a totally different posture mm. of, of being together. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good to me. Um, 
as you think about the future um, of what you want to do and, um, you know, just kind of think about and projecting (laughs) and manifesting what you want to do, how do you see um, liberation showing up in that um, in future work? I I see uh, future work being decentralized leadership for sure. Um, I just, I think the way that we can move when we decide that we don't have to hold all the power, but we can trust one another to hold it with, with compassion um, and practice that together. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. And I do think the more that we learn about decentralizing power and um, leaning into one another and doing community care for real, that is where there's going to be a huge shift, right? Um, I think there's a lot of buddies right now that know it or feel it and just don't have enough imagination to be able to see how that could work. Uh, but it's already working <laughs> in places. And I think it's it's just another example of like, we need to get rid of the hierarchy. We need to have decentralized leadership. We need to listen to all the generations um, because there is wisdom in each of them. We've just gotten so good at hating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's just this, when I, when I think about the vineyard again, Uh, There's so much judgment about where other folks are tending to the vineyard. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to be like, thank God you're in that part of the vineyard because I couldn't wear that much beige, you know, or, (laughs) you know, thank God that you're tending to these people in this part of the vineyard because they know God through you. um, And I could never tend to that part of the vineyard. My heart just couldn't do it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to tend to my part in the vineyard. Thank God that you're tending to yours and just, and just let you disagree with me, right? Like, let's say I am wearing something and somebody's like, I'm offended. And I'm like, I hear you. That sounds like a you problem. Like, right. yes, you know, like, I don't need to carry that for you. That's a you thing. Yes. Um, you can be offended. That's fine. Uh, what if, what I'm going to do to fix how that feels for you, that that feels like, like that's your work to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it works in vice versa, you know, things that offend me. It's like, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I really love the idea of toiling your own garden, like, you know, stay in that section um, and, and not casting judgment on the other or condemning. It's just like, that's not, it's just like we say pretty much like in marketing, everybody's not your audience. Like, so, you know, and so everybody will not be your call. Like everybody will not receive it. Everybody's not going to be a fan. I mean, it just is what it is on that. But the biggest thing that I always tell people is you got to keep going because the people that are your responsibility that God has put in your path they need you. So you can't quit because you can't be, you know, on these big grandiose stages or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) So I really love that. It's like mind your section of the vineyard. I think that that's beautiful. It's been been so helpful in my family because I don't know about you all, but my family and I don't get along on everything. And, and um, when I was, you know, putting out content, it got really heated. 
you know, because a lot of my family took some of the things that I said personally, or felt like it was at them or, and it, it took us time to realize like, you're my family and I love you. And God has called me to a very specific space and a very specific people. So all of my content is going to be geared to them. Um, and because there's other people that have the other buddies, like this is all I know. And so this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it as faithfully as I can. And yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to mess it up sometimes. Cause sometimes you're really mad <laughs> and I'm like, God has to bring me in a little more, you know? And so it's, it's just like, you can still love me and not understand me. That has just been a huge quote for me lately. Cause it's like, Ooh, who else do I need to do that for? Um, but we all feel that, right? Like you don't have to understand why I wear this jumper or why I wear this color. You don't have to understand that, but we can just still look at each other as family or we can still see each other as, you know, Oh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But I mean, it just goes back to what we were saying. Like if we just move out of the way and let people be who they are and like, and just be in community with them. Like it's yeah. So do you have any final thoughts around liberation that you want to leave with the folks that are listening? Um, And then also let us know what you're working on, how people can support you and follow you. Oh, sure. Um, I don't know. It's a, I think the thing that just came to me as you were talking about that was, um, I don't know who's listening. And I believe that there's a place inside of you that is hungry for liberation, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in job, whether, whether it's in purpose or spirit or body. Um, and I just pray that whatever piece of that in you is hungry for liberation, I pray that it it gets the waters of living. It's the waters of the living waters. Like they're just overflowing that whatever part of you is hungry for liberation will not only know liberation, but speak it, preach it and share it. Um, because we need you, we need your boy. Mm. And so I'm, that, that's the only thing I thought to share. <laughs> oh, no, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> I needed to hear that. Um, how can people follow you and support the work that you're doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I'm at I am Jenny Sung. On TikTok, I'm at Free Range Pastor Jenny. Um, and so would love to see you all there. And also like would love to hear about liberation in your own worlds. Like I love creating content, but I love even more hearing about your stories because Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that I think changes the world. And so that's where to follow. You can Venmo me at uh, free range pastor Jenny of anything felt inspiring to you, or even just connect with me online. Um, I do coaching. I do um, pastoral care counseling. And so just, I don't know. I'm just here to fill your cup and love you up. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll have all of that in the show notes for folks, um, to be able to follow you. They want to bless you with financial gifts or just be in contact with you through coaching and things of that nature. Um, I really am just really grateful that you just took time out of your schedule. And for those who are listening right now, this recording, um, Pastor Jenny is actually in the Holy Land. 
which I just think is just the dopest thing. Um, and so I'm not sure of the time difference, but I'm really grateful that um, you hung out with me for just a little bit and just talked liberation and just for being on the podcast. So thank you. Oh my gosh, my joy. I can't wait to talk more.